On today's episode of the Fast Knee Below Average podcast, we are proud to welcome quarterback Arion Worthman of the Air Force Falcons, as well as Ronald Cleveland, who's your Falcons running back. They join the podcast to discuss their thoughts and feelings going into their senior year of the Falcon football season, and we really hope you enjoy the interview. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. It's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. All right, so what's going on, everybody? We have with us some very, very special guests. Uh, your quarterback for the Air Force Falcons this year, uh, as well as running back, Arian Worthman and Ron Cleveland. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We're pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are right now in the midst of camp. Uh, this is a super, super exciting time for us. I'm sure it's a little bit stressful, a little bit high-strung for you guys. How are you guys feeling? What's anything new you got to tell us about camp? Uh, I think we're feeling pretty good. We just came off our first scrimmage, and uh, I can say just like looking at us, um, of course we can improve on a lot of things, but for the first scrimmage, um, I think from top to bottom, I think we we look a lot better. I, I feel a lot. I feel really good about like what where we're going, the direction we're going. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that uh, we noticed, not not to get too much into it right away, but. Um, Basically, I think this is the first year where you guys are really going to kind of take the helm as seniors. I know there's still a little bit of a battle going on for starting spots and that kind of thing. But for the most part, you guys are going to be running the ship. Um, so how are you guys feeling about this year? What are some of the goals for the team? Uh, we don't hear a lot about uh, like locker room talk being on the outside. What's the biggest thing right. in terms of goals for the season? I mean, we always kind of have weekly goals as far as like offense and defense. Like that's going to hit every week. I mean, the goal every week is still one and zero. So, like, you know, that's what we're going to try to do. I think we're coming along. We got we had a lot of young guys last year, didn't have a lot of experience, and like, I think you can see the difference now, like in practice and like the way guys carry themselves. Like, you can see the difference, the confidence level, and okay. yeah, just to echo off that, I think, you know, everybody at the end of the day, we want we want the Commander in Chief's trophy, but we know like just it 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 it, it really is just a week by week thing. We got to go one and zero. And you know when we get to Army, when we get to Navy, that's gonna that's gonna um, handle itself because we're gonna approach it just like just like any other game. Of course, it means a lot more, so there'll be a lot. I feel like there will be a lot more emotions when it comes to that game, but or those two games. But um, I think we're just gonna approach it like we're we're a lot older. I think this year, like he was saying. So I think when it comes to that, I think we're gonna have a, a good, you know, like just like a good mindset when we're going into each week. Like we're not gonna let the game be too big for us. We're gonna uh, we're gonna handle, you know, handle ourselves the right way and get ready for the game. I guess that's that's probably the. I mean, I'm kind of just speaking from obviously never playing Air Force football, but uh, probably the best way to do it because I think the one thing that's unique about y'all situation is it literally doesn't matter every year. You know, most teams are going out there. They want to get to the best bowl game possible. They might have you know a rival maybe in their conference depending on who they are, but the thing about Air Force, Army, and Navy is like, even if you don't win a single game that year and you have no chance at a bowl, 
you have two games on the schedule where it's like this is like a mini Super Bowl for us every single year. And so is it like kind of difficult to go into Stony Brook and like these teams that we typically play week one where ideally it's a bit of a warm up game, at least that's the way we see it. Uh, I know you guys probably have to kind of like, you know, target it and be like, this is, you know, we can't overlook a team, even if it's Stony Brook or whoever we played last year, VMI, you know what I mean? So is that, is it difficult to kind of focus on that stuff, knowing that you have Army, Navy, and then even like the Wyoming's and the Colorado States down the road? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, honestly, you know, we're trying to get better every day. Like Stony Brook, I think they're going to, they're going to give us a lot more competition than people think. Uh, I think they're a lot, they're one of the better teams we've played um, on parents weekend in the last, you know, three, four years, you know, since we've been here. So yeah. they're going to give us our money. So we definitely got to come out and, you know, hit them in the mouth. I mean, as far as like, you know, the army Navy game, like those are definitely circled on our schedule, you know, but we're definitely trying to win every game. I think we've got a really good chance to be really competitive this year. You know, we got guys that, but just experience is the biggest thing for us, especially like on offense and defense. I mean, special teams as well. You know, with Mr. Luke Strabel, he was he's a big piece for us. But uh, I mean, we've got a lot of guys that are going to step up. They have been stepping up in practice, you know, so we're really excited. So that's interesting you say stepping up, and, and I totally agree. It's going to, this is a year of stepping up because I think that it's kind of a year where we look at it and you can, I, I don't believe in rebuilding years personally, but, um, if we look back at last year's statistics, so Arian, you in ten games you ran for a thousand thirty-five yards. You had thirteen touchdowns, and you were averaging eighty-three yards rushing per game. Um, and then we also had on, on the flip side Tim McVeigh uh, running also for seven seven hundred sixty-eight yards, um, and he was averaging a bunch of TDs and and pretty well each game. I know Ronald, you're you're absolutely going to step up this year. We saw it. Um, you had flashes of greatness last year. I think you're going to have the exact same thing. And then also on passing, uh, Arian, you you were 54 for 109 on passing last year. You threw for uh, over 1,100 yards. You had 10 passing TDs, and that's exciting. How do you do? You feel any different now that? Um, and once again, we we have seen that there's a little bit of a a battle going on. But do you feel different knowing that you're a senior? That you have maybe more confidence, uh, that kind of thing. How has the coaching staff been? Uh, in terms of just letting you kind of take over and let you run the offense? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've we got a lot of work in this offseason. Um, just with, like me, Ron, you know, Marcus Bennett, Gerard Sanders, you know, some guys going to catch some balls for us this year. Uh, you know, I talked to Coach Thies in this offseason as well. And, like, last year, you know, we averaged 100 – we had 150 passing attempts for the season. And, you know, that was, like, one of the lowest numbers we've had in over 10 years, uh, you know, like – so like this year, we're definitely going to you know, put the ball a little more. I definitely think it's a lot more passing yards for us. It's definitely way more tight, you know, in the cadet section, a little more balls in the air. But yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you so? Do you feel like the coaches have been receptive um, towards your game? Have they been looking at it and saying like, okay, we trust this guy to go to the sky more? Because especially looking back um, and just seeing how like it was towards Michigan, it seemed like the coaches kind of let off a little bit in a big game like that. And look what happened. We almost won that game. You know. Yeah, um, you know, that Michigan game, that one's always going to be tough. That's going to be one that we always kind of look back at and be like, we wish we had another shot. Um, we just really weren't very aggressive in the first half. Uh, and, yeah, that's kind of kind of on us as players as well as coaches. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of one that you just kind of got to learn from. And, like, from that game, you know, like, we saw that, you know, we can play with anyone. You know, it's just a matter of us stepping up and whatnot. I mean, we had, you know, I think they were, what, number seven or nine in the country at the time. I mean, had yeah. it on the ropes, so, you know. I mean, we, we've got the talent to play with anyone. It's just a matter of putting the piece together in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, do you guys, again, this kind of outsider looking in, making a lot of judgments, but over your four years that you've been there, I mean, every year it's like, okay, if you ask like college football, there could be a lot of movement happening that we just don't see, but the average football fan knows that Air Force runs the option. It's just kind of like what they're going to answer if you ask what kind of offense does Air Force run. But my question was, I guess, two-part question. So do they do they kind of change and make adjustments to that offense based on the personnel that's in there every year? And then, I guess, as a hypothetical, do you ever see, even if it's like 10 years from now, the Air Force just not running an option and either being like, you know, who knows what, what football will be like in 10 years, but do you ever see us kind of getting away from that? Um, I think just kind of like year in and year out, we always talk about our philosophy as a team and um, like just as an offense too. And every, like every year it's, we're, we're going to be a physical team. We're going to run the option and like, that's what we're going to do. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of really good players come through here, just even in my time. And like with Jalen Robinette, even though, you know, he's that, he's that guy who can go up and get a ball. You know, he's a, he's a, he was a great receiver for us. We still were. We still were like run first, and I, I feel like that's something that will never change. But like, no matter the personnel, and I, I feel like if we don't have a wide receiver, then we still can run the option. And, and if we don't have, you know, like necessary, I feel like that's necessarily something that will never go away, unless the the NCAA takes it away. Like that's just that's who we are. And I think throughout the years, in our um, our last three years being here, didn't matter who. Did, yeah, it didn't matter who was under center. It didn't matter who, but, you know, on the offense. It, we we still ran what we did, and it it's always given us an advantage just because, you know, teams will only see it maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, that's true. That. So I think that just kind of gives us gives us an edge, and, and then especially if they have to come come up here to uh, Colorado Springs to play us, it just cause it wears them down. And, you know, like the, later in the game, you know, who knows the, the defensive player, their eyes might be wandering in the backfield and, and bang, we hit them with a deep ball. So, you know, stuff like that, I think it just gives us an advantage and that's just who Air Force is. I think that's the military academies. We, we, we're we option teams and we do it very well. That's why we lead. I mean, us, me and Navy, we're always like in the top 10 when it comes to rushing and I think that's just something that we'll, we'll hang on to until the NCAA takes it away. Yeah. <laughs> Which could happen, you never know. I totally agree with that. And I also think that it's interesting because it's like, I think that we're getting better as service academies, like the talent that we're bringing in. Like you guys, you guys stand up there at the same time with any other talent that's out there, any any other top D1 team. Uh, You guys have just as much of a shot of making it to the league as anyone else. And that was shown by players like, uh, you know, Ben Garland, who's right now in the league. It's shown by Garrett Griffin who's playing right yeah. now with uh, the Saints, and then obviously the players that we have preparing to play in the league, um, and, and then Jalen Robinette, just like you said. Um, and then one of my questions that I wanted to know is, so I, I feel like last year there was a little bit of a hole because you took over for Nate Romine, and just looking at your stats, Arion, uh, that you played just as well, if not better, than Nate Romine did, but it was clear that he had Jalen as a weapon. Is there anybody that you've seen uh, in camp so far, anybody from who's prepared over last year, who's going to step up and be a weapon like Jalen was? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about the weapons we have on offense. We've got, uh, we got Cade Wags, tight end, he's a junior. Um, he's really fast. He ran like a 4-6 in his offseason. Like, that's pretty good for tight end. We've got Ron right here. 
Uh, Marcus Bennett had this horse last year, gave us, you know, some good production. And then I think Gerard Sanders, he's a, he's a rider junior. Uh, he had two, catches, two touchdowns last year in week one. Um, I think the coaches trust him a little more, and I think you got to see a little bit more of him this year. And then, you know, we also got Jake Makovich, you know, he's 6'5", with a big target for us. I mean, so we got we got a lot of guys that uh, can really contribute to help us out on offense, and I'm excited for what we're going to do this year. Yeah, that's awesome. And, Ron, we're not forgetting about you. Um, I think last year you had you had some pretty solid punt returns a lot, and then I know you were also playing a little bit behind uh, Tim McVeigh. How are you feeling this year? I feel like you're kind of like a – you've been like a caged beast, like you're ready to go. How are you feeling? How are the legs feeling? Uh, you ready to go? Are the coaches working with you? How's that been? Um, I think just like playing alongside Timmy, um, you know, me playing, me being a Z and then him being a, you know, the tailback who got a lot, he got a lot of carries and I, I've always just been ready. And like, you know, I, I wanted to be as tough as him when it comes to, you know, like, you know, taking those hits, putting your head down, maybe like, you know, when you got to get those dirty yards, I, I mean, I, I want to go get it. So I think just this year as, as a senior, it, it's definitely like it's different because you know I want to make the most of this year, and if it if it results in me you know getting the ball 15, 15 or so times a game, then I, I want to be ready to do that. And um, if it if it results if it's me just getting the ball five times, you know I'm gonna do whatever it takes for you know us to be successful. I'll block, I'll do whatever, and um, you know just make the most of the make the most of the time that I have the ball in my hands. You know, we, we spread it around a lot, and Arion does a good job of that. Like, if he sees me, he's going to get it to me, and I just try to make a play anytime I get it. And so just working with the coaches the past couple of years, I've kind of known that, like, eventually it would be it would be my team. And, like, it's me, Arion, and, like, us seniors, we've really taken it by the um, – we've just kind of, like, taking it by the horns. And I feel like I'm ready. And when that time comes, you know, when the, when the first week comes – I think you'll see just from us as a whole, like you're going to see just a lot of beasts who've been ready to play and who've been ready to, you know, be the leaders of the team. And so it's, it's ours. And I'm, I'm really excited just to see where, where we go this year. Yeah. That's, I think that's always really exciting to hear. So if I have this correctly, I know you guys are really good friends. Are you guys currently roommates as well? Yeah. Yeah. We are. CS32 back to back. Oh, that's chance. There you go. So that's good. So what is it like? Is is your guys' like bedtime to each other, bedtime stories to each other like playbooks or what's that like? You guys talk a lot of football in the room or is it like playing uh, I like could, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, game of Fortnite, Madden, FIFA. That's what we'll use it at all. You know, we got we got a rule in here. Can't you can uh can't go to sleep on an L. You know, you gotta play tonight. <laughs> what if you're playing each other? Nah, he's on the uh, he's on the PlayStation. I'm on Xbox, so uh, right. I'm to, if he hears my Xbox turn on, he turns on his PlayStation, and you know, vice versa. So game time, yeah, game time. We make sure we make sure we, uh, you know, knock out the homework that we do have. You know, we're management majors, so there you you know, everybody hates them. Sam. <laughs> everybody hates them. So we got time to enjoy life. That's awesome. That's a good habit to get in, you know. Then it's like. You can't fit it. If you have a game, you're like, I can't lose or else I can't go to bed. So what am I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, you don't want to go to sleep on that. Got to end, end, end that with a W. Yeah, so sure. carry, carry that over to football season. If y'all, <laughs> I, Well, I don't know if you should carry it over to football season. I was going to say, because if y'all catch an L on the football field, then you might not go to sleep for a week. So that's not good. <laughs> exactly. It's the same. It's just, it's, it's just different no, levels. 
Then you just hit a game of Fortnite real quick. You win, and then you go to bed. There you go. (laughs) But usually, if you hop on and you get that first dub, you gotta you gotta keep on playing, get a couple more. You gotta you gotta gotta get good times rolling. Yeah, good luck by your side. Yeah. All right. So so we're we're big superstition guys. Um, Like me personally, my other my co-host here, he was uh he was an IC. But I was a NARP, so one of my superstitions was before every training session, uh, I would listen to the Rough Riders anthem and recite the Air Force Creed. But do you guys have any? Uh, do you guys have any big superstitions? Uh, number of tape wraps, any meals, anything like that? Uh, superstition. Uh, you know, my go-to video is the Johnny Menzel highlight. It's nine minutes fifty-one seconds. I mean that. That, that gets going. That's my juice is flowing. As well, the Tavon Austin like for the real ones out there, they, they know what that one is, so they should know <laughs> what that brings to the so, And I say yeah. for me, uh, every, you know, we go to the hotel, we go to the hotel on Friday or whatever when it's a home game. So uh, every night <laughs> before the game, I usually, so I'll watch it. I'll bring my Mac and just watch like a scary movie or something. I always make sure I do because I don't know what it is, but ever since I started doing it, I, I either play well or, or we win, or you know, most of the time it's resulted in you know good good outcomes. So I try to keep that up. You so said you watch a scary movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it, it, I watch like Halloween, but I can't watch the old ones; those are weak. So I like watch the newer version. Well, that's so. Now we know. So I got to be honest. Now we know if you guys if you guys lose this season, we know you stayed up watching a rom com or something. We're going to shame you for it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, awesome. So we just had a couple more questions outside of football. So, uh, Arion, you have five relatives who have gone on to play pro sports. You had a, and based on what we did a little research, you had a cousin who was drafted to the Clippers. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. All right, awesome. Uh, so, have any of them reached out to you? Have you gotten any? Uh, have you gotten any like advice or like kind of counsel, or has it, is there just something in the water in the in the Worthman family? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, my mom made a list. She sent it to me one day. She was just like counting all the deal and athletes in our family. I think, I think she counted eighteen, and then yeah. she might have missed a couple. So, I mean, we I, there's a lot of athletes in my family. Uh, you know, my dad played uh, football in the arena football league. Um, you know, I talk to him every night down there uh, to give me advice and, you know, tips on life. I mean, there's just, there's just so much power to be gained by knowledge. So, you know, I mean, um, just trying to pluck, pluck their brains, you know, just asking them, like, how their lifestyle is, how their experiences uh, definitely helps me with, with, uh, with my path as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, Ron, we got you. You're out of Franklin. Uh, that's near Nashville, correct? Yeah, I'm from Nashville, but I, I moved to Franklin because I went to private school, so it was easier to move there. Yeah, okay. So I was wondering the same thing, because I'm from just outside of D.C., and then Archie is from just outside of Philadelphia, but we both just, I just say I'm from D.C., but uh, I did look it up. You're from the same area as uh, Miley Cyrus, so who would you say at this <laughs> point is more famous, you or her? I think she has me edged out right now. She just she she got a better fan base than me, but uh, she's. I don't know about better, bigger, but not better. Yeah, (laughs) the crazy thing is, like she, um, her like property. She owns this property. It's probably like fifteen, twenty minutes away from me. So 
so me and my uh, my buddies when we were like in high school once we started driving we used to always kind of like i wouldn't say trespass it was more like just just go by <laughs> go yeah so we used to go through because there was like this school there was a school on her uh property we used to say it was haunted so we used to always go over there at night like but yeah yeah just yeah she, she's cooler than me for sure she got a big <laughs> fan base but not for long well not yeah. to us not to us to be honest but um that's awesome so we want to do one last thing. We normally try to play a, some kind of game or something with uh, anybody that we interview. And so, Ron, we looked you up. So we tried to do our due diligence. You guys don't have Wikipedias, which if we were able to interview you and find out information, uh, normally we would do Wikipedia, but we had to dig a little deeper. So we found your Twitter bio, and it is, I feel like I'm the only one. They call me Deadstock. Uh, I like that. It's a good line. But Deadstock, if you're not a sneakerhead and you don't know, uh, it's basically like a re- usually refers to like Air Jordan retros, sneakers that no one's worn before, uh, one of a kind, uh, like the classic kind of thing. So in that spirit, we wanted to do a soups list, which is our top three of everything of shoes. If you guys are down for that and we'll all kind of bounce it around and discuss. Um, are you guys good with that? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to go first because I don't want anybody to take mine because it's also <laughs> my idea because uh, this is just a classic. And you can do whatever shoes you want. doesn't matter if you have, like, if you're into sneakers and you want to pick, like, a pair of, like, Yeezys or Jordans or whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't matter. But I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say Basic Asics, uh, best sneakers in the world. They, for a lot of cadets out there, they round out your outfit. You put on a pair of of jeans, tuck them in, uh, grab yourself a monster energy drink and borrow a senior's car, and you're looking good for the night. You know, you're ready to go at All-American or whatever. They're versatile. Yeah, they're super versatile. I mean, basically, those are some you love, too. You know, put those on. Since the bedtime got, you know, cut a few eyes. So, I mean, those are (laughs) the Yeah. You lace those up, get get a 250 on your PFT, and you're good to go. Oh man, for sure. Yeah, and then when you're done with the PFT, definitely you untuck or you on time, then you tuck them in, feel like a little bit cooler. So that's really <laughs> definitely a go to too. Love the uh I'm a big Air Jordan five. I, I like the retro fives. The Wolf Grays, those are probably one of my favorite shoes too. And then uh I don't know I can't get my hands on but I like the uh the off white Nike Vapor Max. I like Vapor Maxes. The Vapor Max. Off whites are cool. I, I think they were one of those things where, like, if you got them too soon, they'd be confusing because they all have all the weird tags on them. So, like, yeah. if you yeah. got them before they came out and people would see you, they'd be like, all right, that just looks goofy. But no, I, sure. I, like, the, I like the Vapor Max now. For sure, for sure. I don't even know where we're at right now. Am I up? Is it my yeah, turn? you're up. <laughs> you can go. All right, mine's going to be. Uh, the Nike Nike ABU boots. So I don't know if you guys are are on that game, but if once you finally, what's that? I got some Oakleys. If y'all need some boots, I mean, these Oakleys are they're pretty nice, you know. Oakleys. Oh yeah, some Oakley boots. I didn't even know that was a ABU. thing. I might have to look into that. Yeah, but nice. there's nothing they're better than getting rid of getting rid of those platform shoes that weigh like forty pounds each and putting on some Nikes after you can finally wear them. Hey. Hey, those get your summer body right, man. The butter kick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Shout out to my brother. He calls them the meat brick 2000s because they're just like, <laughs> yeah. you got bricks strapped to your feet and you're walking around. <laughs> somehow, somehow you're supposed to run in those. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Oh, five. Okay. I'm going with any like Adi Zero, like Nike Freeze. I got, I got cankles, you know, so like I can't wear it. <laughs> You know, I gotta I gotta get the low cut, you know, make me make my calves and ankles kinda of blend together. So I gotta get the low cut. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's just go rapid fire now, because I don't even it's too hard to like snake draft this. So Alright, so we won't snake draft it. Next I got uh I got basic flippers. The one thing that I noticed in last year's hard knocks uh on HBO was Jameis Winston would always roll into his meetings. And he looked real good. He was always wearing like Versace slippers, and they were really nice. And I'm like, wait, those look exactly like the basic issued, like nighttime pajama slippers. And so I'm all about those. They're nice blue. You can wear them if you wear them with like a nice pair of shorts. Good outfit. Those are those are solid. So I'm going with the uh, Air Force Academy issued slippers. Let's get the job done. Big big fan of those. Still got them in my. I still got them in my closet. Versatility. <laughs> and then we can all we can all make fun of Kamish because he didn't have this luxury. But the uh, Nike sliders, Nike slides that you get, those are a classic. The only thing that differentiates yours from everyone else's is your initials, but you can rock that anywhere. I don't even think I ever wore them in the shower. I think I just wore them up in the dorms. For sure, that's what I'm doing right now. There you go. Here's the thing about it, though, is you can what you can do is if you're a sophomore, especially. You can just go out and buy a pair of them and you wear it and the person like the chief clerk will see you and they'll be like, oh, that guy's clearly an IC. Uh, I'm not going to sign him up for CQ, did he? <laughs> there you go. It's like the Gatorade water bottle. Yeah. It's like, that's, all you that, that's, the si- that's the silent head nod being like, yeah, I'm an IC. Yeah. Uh, you show you're a football player by having your, uh, your name and number on that little laminated thing on your backpack. That's how everybody knows that. (laughs) I think like the women's volleyball team stole that our senior year. And I was like, come on. Like everybody knows that's football territory. You can't touch that. Yeah. Now everybody's doing it. They they do. They pull it off though. Yeah. Uh, My last one in this is, this is like a big after you get your cadet loan kind of thing, but uh, Gucci core frames. So if you go on like Neiman Marcus or something like that, you can look it up, and there's like a bunch of designer core frames, and they're the exact same as the Air Force, but on the bot, like on the soles, they stay like Gucci or <laughs> like Louboutin or whatever. And if you want to spend like seven hundred dollars of your cadet loan, go ahead and get that. And that's another one of my favorites. And I did that, and then lost them my like the week I was moving senior year. So that was awful. September check goes to it. Yeah, just calm down the days. I have to get those. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, you just can't be you can't be the guy that has the uh, the black cowboy boots, and it's like it looks kind of normal until he pulls his blues pants up, and it goes like all the way halfway up his calf with like alligator skin. Like you know what? Man, you're actually, probably... I actually rock, I actually rock those too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Falcon walk, Falcon walk on Saturday, those will be on my feet for sure. All right, hey, whatever does the trick. <laughs> If that increases that oh, yeah. forty time, then whatever. Hey, the cankles, man, I gotta make accommodation. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the cankles. I, I knew that. I'm can- I'm cankle shaming right now, so I'll I'll back off. 
All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Uh, great stuff that we heard from you. We're really excited for the season. And uh, we're going to be out there um, the week of, what is it? We're going to be there for maybe October 6th. Yeah, so we're going to be out there for the Navy game this weekend. And we're really excited. Hopefully, we'll be able to see you guys. Um, but we'll, at a very minimum, we'll be there for the game. Uh, we're really pumped. The season's going to kick off here in a couple weeks. And we wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. Hey, we thank we appreciate it. We are big fans of you guys' page, man. Y'all, y'all are funny. Y'all keep it up. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting us get the Nightfall podcast interview. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. We'll have you guys back on for sure. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, so hopefully you just enjoyed that interview. What a good interview. We are so good. What do you think about that, Archie? Yeah, we uh, actually. Are kind of projecting right now because we haven't actually done it yet but I'm, I'm i have a feeling that it'll, it'll be amazing once we do it here in a few few minutes yeah yep wow good job on us um so how was your was weekend um uh, gearing up for falcon football and watched a little bit of preseason nfl this week to get myself you know get the blood flowing so i'm just ready i'm ready to get after it yeah nice uh i was actually at the pga championship this weekend uh, that was really cool. No Falcons in the field, so I didn't really feel that drawn to anybody. It was cool to see Tiger Woods, all that kind of stuff, and that was really exciting. But uh, once again, it, it's the same thing for me. Like even seeing an awesome competition like that, it's just it's still not Falcon football. And like once you have it built up, I know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to this and they're like, oh yeah, whatever, dude. Like seeing Tiger Woods is is nothing like Falcon football. But no, seriously, it's it, nothing gets the blood pumping quite quite like seeing coach calhoun up there just thinking like oh we're in thin air now so um i'm pumped i don't know yeah i'm super excited all right uh so right now basically what we're going to talk about is a little bit of navy football a little bit of army football some behind enemy line stuff once again we're just kind of like junkies right now we're like drug addicts uh we're just really excited for the season to come around and we're taking in all that we can when it comes to information about the opposite teams um did you read a little bit about Army and Navy, did you see anything? Uh, it was the classic Google search, and about 9 out of the 10 articles were talking about some small-town kid who's going to be a kicker for Army and how he's taking great leaps forward. So I didn't really get too into the weeds on them this, this week. No, I totally agree. And then from what I saw also, you brought it up last year just about how um, Navy, their coach is kind of on the hot seat, uh, Coach Nintendo. They were 7-6 and six last year. <laughs> But once again, it's just kind of like, I, I just can't stop dwelling on that. It's like, I don't know how much of it is like they, the fact that their fans, their boosters, everybody has higher expectations for them because they are Navy. And once again, they just are kind of on a higher stage than us in some degrees. And that's not me kind of being subjective. I, I would say that objectively, Navy gets to be on a higher stage. If you look at how our broadcast is going this year, our first, our first game is being broadcast on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. That to me is a joke. That, that's the um, platform of the future. So yeah, <laughs> Calhoun no, just I... might be, must be in bed with Steve Jobs or something. <laughs> yeah. or no, no. I... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. There we go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, might as well be the same person. No, I I agree. I just think it's it's funny seeing that, and um, it's it's a, it's a little disheartening. But it's just like I think at the end of the day, like Navy fans, no matter whether they have the kind of more of the frills and they have better uh better game times and they have better broadcasts and that kind of thing it's like 
if we're beating them, then winning solves everything is really what it comes down to. So right. um, just seeing Navy like kind of pushing the alarm button, being seven and six last year and wanting to come back. I, I, I know, I don't know a whole lot about Navy in terms of who's going to be in the big in the receiver core or in terms of running. I think that Zach Avey, he was a great quarterback last year. But I think that there's a huge possibility that he comes out and he just was scouted. Um, and that's always an issue when it comes to, to service academy football is that we have these players who just come in and they're underscouted and they get to play one or two years and then everybody figures them out and then um, they're no longer a threat. And I think that's yeah. a huge possibility with him because he's – I think – Yeah, I think he's, a bigger, especially, he's a bigger guy. He might not run as much. I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah, I think especially even with option football because it's a little bit easier to tell – like a quarterback or a running back's tendencies when you're running a similar similar play at least two out of four downs uh, every series, yeah. and it's different if you're a pocket passer. It's like okay, you know what he's going to do, but he has four to f- four to six options pretty much every single play. If it's an option guy, then you're kind of going to build those tendencies where it's like okay, this is where he likes to pitch it, this is where he likes to keep it, um, and then I think it's a little bit easier to kind of lock down on that as a defense if you put in the time. Yeah, totally agree. So I don't think there's a whole lot to be said about Navy. Uh, we'll see how they come out. Obviously, we play them first. Uh, it's That's the other thing that I, I don't know if I do like or I don't like. We mentioned it last podcast, and we mentioned it. We're going to mention it in the interview, even though it's already happened uh, for you guys listening. But there's the whole thing that we're kind of into a formula. Like Every single year, we play our, our soft team at the very beginning, and then we have a little bit of a break. Or in this case, this year, we play uh, Stony Brook first, and then we play FAU, and then we have a break, and then we go into Utah State and play a little bit of conference before we get Navy. And so it's just that kind of formula of always, and then having Navy first. Like, maybe I would like to have Army first, potentially, and then be able to take on Navy a little bit later in the season. But uh, really, it is what it is, and I guess we're just ready to see them in October. I think what happens is after you graduate, uh, time just moves a lot faster, really. So it's like, even though we're in the middle of August and you're a cadet and you're like, uh, time is barely dragging on. Like, to me, now we're almost to October is really the feeling. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's it's like one of those things where every year it seems like the Army, it seems like the home game for whether it's Army or Navy, um, maybe actually I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself. Either way. One of the games is kind of in that first third of the season, and one of one of the games is in that back third of the season. So it's kind of like sandwiched that way, which I, is is I guess the way you want it to be. You wouldn't want to play Army and Navy back to back, or you wouldn't want to play them like second game of the season and then last game of the season. But uh, it just it does kind of give you that light at the end of the tunnel because obviously we're ready to see how the guys do against Stony Brook, but ultimately, you know, the big games are Army and Navy. Yeah, well, and I think it becomes the same thing, too. To where basically what I'm saying is that it's a formula for us. Like we start out, okay, crush them, move on, Navy, how's the Navy playing this year, and then move on to Army. If we could maybe switch that up and play Army first, um, and especially in this time of the year, or I guess this time in, in both academies' uh, football progress, being able to take on Army when they feel like that they're shocking the world right now because they have a new coach, Jeff Munkin, um, if we can take them on earlier, I would really appreciate that. Uh, but that's, that's just not going to happen. And so I think we have to, we have to change the variables that we can and operate based on the parameters that we have. Um, and so just moving into army, what do we think about them? 
Uh, again, Jeff Mungin, he's really switching stuff up, so it's going to be hard to scout. We do have until November. The first week of November is when we always play them. Um, and we have enough time to figure out exactly what they're doing. But, like, some of the things, and as much as I think this is funny, uh, it's almost a little bit alarming because they are doing things differently. So uh, the big news article, I guess, that we got out of Army football is that they went and visited the uh, the New York Giants practice, and they watched that from some homemade bleachers, or I guess temporary bleachers is what they called them. And so the big joke, the drum roll, which it's hard to make. <laughs> See, that's the thing is we just, here's a little peek behind the curtain. We made this joke before we started recording the podcast, but now that we've been talking, the joke seems a little less funny because we aren't holding on to the Commander-in-Chief's trophy right now. But Army spent the week watching Giants practice from temporary stands. Uh, and at the same time, the Patriots paid $24,000 to the Air Force Academy when they went last year to practice in our facility to prepare for uh, playing in Mexico. Um, and so it's kind of like, yeah, they went and had to sit and watch the practice, and we literally got paid to watch their practice. So <laughs> I feel like that joke is falling on deaf ears because of how serious the situation is. With Air Force football, but I just had to bring that up. Well, I think the Patriots ultimately paid twenty four grand, uh, so Tom Brady could warm up in a PT shirt. Is really yes. really how how that went. Yeah. So everybody, like everybody from, I know he's an Under Armour athlete. So, um, you know, Under Armour is developing all that awesome technology. But guess what? It's really that this the key to unlimited sports performance comes down to. Air Force apparel. Yeah, Under, Under Armour is uh, threatened by that 100% cotton Gildan uh, PT shirt company. They're 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 gunning for Brady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's. I mean, there's not really a whole lot going on in terms of football. And I always say this. I feel like we always do. You and I were very. We like to wrap things up and with a nice little bow and either say there is a lot going on in terms of football <laughs> or there's not. And that's a really cheap thing to do. But. Um, it's just like we're just ready. We just want the season to start because we're nervous and we're not exactly insiders, so we just look from the outside and kind of make our our snap judgments. And uh, so we'll leave it at that. I was just going to say there's not a whole lot going on, but there is a lot going on, and there's no bow that I can tie on this. Like, I'm ready for football to start. We're ready. Let's get after it. Yeah. All right, so moving on, we're going to do an audio meme. Uh, we had a lot of memes posted this week. We posted a lot today. But we're going to talk about uh, the one that you found. You saw it. I Actually, it was submitted to us. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember the, the, the person's name who sent it. I think he's a current. He almost, must be a current cadet who sent us the meme because it was from a. Derek Die. Okay, Derek Die. So it, well, just you tell whatever it was. Right. I don't even Basically, know. Basically, he submitted this picture to us. And oftentimes, another little peek behind the curtain, oftentimes myself or commish will if it's good we'll just post it without even kind of talking to each other because we know that it'll be funny sometimes if we get a poor submission which we still appreciate uh maybe we don't even talk about it at all and we it just kind of gets lost in the submissions and then if it's questionable we might kind of send it to each other and you know kind of ask what do you think about this you know how can we make this funny swish it yeah swish it around like mouthwash yeah Mm, what can we do with this yeah and uh with this one Look, we're, neither of us are math guys. Let's put it that way. So I'll just kind of read what it is. So it looks like it's some sort of presentation that cadets had to attend, is what I'm guessing, because it's off a PowerPoint slide. And it has two facts. The first, the first statistic is 
50% of cadets indicate that they do not drink alcohol. The next stat is 99% of cadets indicate that other cadets drink alcohol. So I posted this thinking, oh, that's really funny. Like half the people say they don't drink alcohol, but but they think that 99% of the other cadets drink alcohol. Therefore, somebody is lying. You know what I mean? And then after yeah. we posted this, like, I feel like every statistics major got into the comment section and was like, well, the variable of the first question makes the independent version of the second statistic true. And my mind was just in a pretzel. My whole thing with it was like, you can really only comment on exactly what you're doing. You can't really comment on what other people are doing because you just, it just doesn't work that way. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like if you ask me a bunch of questions about what other people around me are doing, I would never be able to tell you. And so that was my whole thing with this, but I thought it was, I just thought it was really funny how I, I just think that the whole response that only 50% of cadets, that's the most alarming statistic is that only 50% of cadets drink alcohol. But then I was like, it made, it kind of made sense. Cause you do the breakdown and like, this isn't being a, judgmental at all or anything like that i i just know for a fact that mormons are not allowed to drink alcohol and there's a high uh lds population as they go like i don't know about you we're both east coast guys there's not a huge lds population i didn't even know the term lds Neither until did I. I got to the academy i didn't know it and until I, I was had a tinder profile in the springs and like every other person was like the, it was like lds in the bio i was like what does yeah, that mean nice, nice brag it's like yeah send me <laughs> So, not to brag i had i had a tinder yeah send me a picture of yourself and then they send a nice picture of themselves and you're like that's not what i meant <laughs> but whatever i so i don't know so and i guess it kind of makes sense because i guess if a hundred percent of cadets or the the cadet the ratio of people that cadets think are drinking where it's 99 percent uh if that was true i guess haps would have to be way bigger so I guess it kind of makes sense, but I don't know. I like I'm still sitting here trying to crunch this out, and I'm like, I tried. I guess I have to. I guess I have to turn in my 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 uh, what is it called diploma now? Because I don't know. Yeah, I tried. Really I tried like stuff. reading some of the comments and deriving what they were saying, and it actually did make my brain hurt. So I stopped. Yeah. All right. So that's our audio meme. I don't know. I I feel like it was really unanswered. We never keep a conclusion on it. Uh. Yeah, so here's a segment that we haven't done in a while. It's a FNBA rule change. It's something about the academy um, that we don't appreciate necessarily because for one reason or another, and we would like to have our dumb brains kind of come together and create a new rule. So here's the one. I posted a meme, and it was a video, and it was immediately just basically about uh, confinements. And I thought that confinements were the dumbest thing. I still think they were the dumbest thing about the academy because it's detention for grown-ups. Like, <laughs> I was 23 or 24 when I served my last confinement, and it made no sense to me because I'm just like, why? Like, what am I getting out you know of what, this? Like, you it's, know what grown it's, just up, ti it's time out. You know what grown-up detention is supposed to be? It's supposed to be Probably. jail. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's what grown-up detention is supposed to be. It is. It is, like, literally like high school detention all over again, except it's worse because you need to find out if you have computer privileges or not when you're in there. Yeah. One of the funniest things, one of the funniest dichotomies about the Academy is how 
after lunch you can go to a, a mandatory briefing and you'll get uh you'll get a speech from like one of the premier warfighters like one of the cutting edge generals um in the air force and they come in and they did a whole day at the academy did a tour but they were probably a grad and they come in and they talk to us and they're like hey guess what you guys are the best and brightest this nation has to offer thank you so much and you just leave feeling full of pride and you're like wow i am awesome and then it's like oh what's that i have an entire weekend of confinement to serve <laughs> so it's like a weird thing where it's like you're you basically get told that you're awesome and then immediately get told that you're scum of the earth by your aoc by somebody who is below that person who told you were awesome in rank by like five grades yeah so it's always a really funny thing and uh so the rule change is that just like i feel like confinements and, and what they refer to uh everything when it comes to commanders being able to tell you what to do is they they call it the commander's toolkit and so that's like a term that you'll hear when you're like probably an 05 when you actually take command and you uh are able to use like locs lors article 15s and the ucmj and all that kind of stuff and uh, they call it a toolkit because it's things that are basically meant to get people to do what you want them to do and so as a cadet that's one of the things in the cadet commands toolkit is using confinements against you. And I, I just think about it. It's like, if you're smart enough to get into the Academy, if you're smart, like, and when I say smart enough, I'm not just talking about the people who use their grades. If you're there, you're smart enough to get into the door because it's just what it is. And using something like effectively detention is ridiculous. I don't know. It's just, it's a funny thing to me. I think there's a lot of different ways um, you can use, I guess, punishment versus confinements but i think at this point what it's become is it's just like a it's like almost like a rite of passage like oh you did something really stupid and then you can graduate and said you sat a bunch of confinements that's something that you have in common yeah. with that's something that you have in common with three-star generals who graduated in the 70s and the 80s and all those other but years if we're talking if we're talking like street cred then you'd, you'd rather have tours under your belt because it's like, yeah. at least that's yeah. like somewhat military-esque, and it's like different than what most people have gone through, you know? Yeah. I, I think tours, tours were like just a little, I don't know, they were different for us. Like we, Tours, I think, became a thing at the Academy to where they were only alcohol. Yeah. But I don't know. So, Kamish, the question has to be asked. It is called FNBA rule change, so is the change just to get rid of them? I think we get rid of them, and I think we replace them with, like... Well, they had Mitch's duty for a while. That was a thing. Like, you would serve confinements by working in Mitch's. I know. And, one, no, trust me, I know, because I... This is a whole other story for a different podcast. But, yes, I've done a lot of Mitch's duty before <laughs> uh, in terms for that. I did a lot of it, actually, senior year. Uh, but I think that what you do is it needs to be something where you actually give back to the academy and make the academy uh, a better place. So I would say if I had to make a realistic rule change other than just scrapping confinements altogether, because um, where it's like if you're bad enough to where you need to just be held away from the general population and just sit in a room, you probably just shouldn't be there is really what it comes down to. So it's like <laughs> a lazy form of punishment. Yeah. Um, I think just something giving back so it sounds awful and i'm sure there's a lot of people who are like well that's even worse but i don't know maybe like mandatory going to training sessions or like uh mandatory eating every meal at mitch's or something <laughs> i don't know yeah something to broaden your cadet experience a little bit yeah 
All right, cool. Uh, well, that's really all we got for today. We just want to talk to you about that. We are fast approaching, people. We're fast approaching football season. Bear, really bear with us. It. Yeah, we are fast approaching, so we're really excited about that. Uh, we'll do a blazing quick minutes right now. What do you got for us? Where are we Fascinateblowaverage.com. Spell average. A-V-G. Got a hot new product coming out here soon. I say that every week, and I mean it. Also, tailgate and party for the Navy game are going down October 5th and 6th. More deep details uh, to be announced later, but mark your calendars. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, go ahead there and buy uh, everything that you want from our website. Other than that, we hope to see you guys in the fall. Thanks so much, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Go Falcons. Bye. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I want you to share